Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Cena Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce in the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. If you're a hunter, you've got to love October. Whether you are a deer hunter or a duck hunter or a upland bird hunter, there's a lot to get excited about this month. As the seasons open up and hunters flock to the fields and woods, looking for a chance to harvest some of the leanest and best tasting meat around. There's more than hunting to October though. There's also fishing, which can be very good at this time of year as the fish put on the feed bag before winter arrives. There's also some late season camping to be done. Wildlife watching too. The elk are already in the rut in western Montana. And with all of this in mind, we put together a great show for you focusing on these other topics. And we did so with a trip to western Montana. We're going to start off talking to Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Their headquarters and visitor center is in Missoula, though the visitor center has not been open as of late. Mark will go ahead and tell us why that is happening and when we can expect it to open again. We'll also drop by the Clark Fork Trout Fly Shop in St. Regis and talk to Peggy Temple. Peggy and her husband Steve offer guided fishing trips as well as fly fishing gear if you want to go fishing on the Clark Fork or the St. Regis or the Flathead Rivers. And as you're about to find out, this is not a bad month to do it. Peggy will tell you more right after the bottom of the hour. Something else we did in western Montana was visit the Bison Range, which is now actually not under the control of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, but under the management and ownership of the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribes. I've got to tell you, I had a wonderful time there. Got to see not only a whole bunch of bison up close, but also big bull elk, the biggest pronghorn I've ever seen in my life, some nice white-tailed deer, bucks and does, and all sorts of raptors, too. Unfortunately, we have so much audio already, we're going to have to wait until next week to cover that. But that just gives you a reason to not only listen to this show, but listen to next week's edition, too. As usual, we've got another extended Max Minute for you with Bob Loomis. Then we're going to actually head towards the coast for our final guest. That would be Trey Karskadin with the Lachlan Trade Shows. Because as you were hearing this, the Tacoma fall rv show is going on at the tacoma dome and they've got hundreds of rvs available if you are in the market for one the tacoma dome is where you want to be this weekend trey's also been doing some fishing he still hasn't left buoy 10 at the mouth of the columbia and for good reason he'll tell you about the coho fishing down there too in addition to this, we have information about some robust trout stocking taking place in southeast Idaho this month, an update about razor clamming on the Washington and northern Oregon coast, and a very interesting Sportsman's Warehouse trivia question of the week that's a little different than what we normally do. See what David Sparks has for us this week on Sportsman Spotlight. Hunting outfitter and guide Mike Jenkins of Upfront Outfitters, located in Oregon, has a special connection with the Roosevelt elk, whose habitat is west of the I-5 in both Oregon and Washington State. I hadn't talked to Mike in a while, so I gave him a ring just to find out what was going on. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. I'm on the Oregon coast right now. Reception's pretty limited, so 
I'll do the best I can. Are you archery hunting by yourself or with a client or what's going on? I have clients. I actually just dropped one off in a tree stand. I've got a Roosevelt elk. I got about like a 360 bull on my game camera. The only way I think I'm going to be able to even have a chance at that is through a tree stand. I got the hunter sitting in a tree stand and with any luck, we'll have a magazine cover. It hasn't been easy. It's getting hotter and hotter all the time. Yeah, but uh, you're with- a Roosevelt elk specialist, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say I've hunted and harvested a lot more than most, but I don't know if there's any such thing as a specialist with these animals, the way they adapt. The animals get smarter and smarter, and most people don't change with the time. As the animals adapt and get smarter to the hunting pressure, to all pressure, wolves, human pressure, they change, but the human behavior doesn't necessarily change, and the hunting techniques don't really change. So we're adapting somewhat to that. Upfrontoutfitters.com if you want to hunt a Roosevelt. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. They say proper preparation prevents poor performance. Your local Zomatic dealer is here to help you prepare for the next irrigation season now. Act fast to lock in bonus rebates on fall deliveries and your choice of additional available incentives. The sooner you lock it in, the better your deal will be. So don't delay. Terms and conditions apply. See your local dealer or visit lindsay.com slash fall savings for full details. Weed growers, are you looking for stands that deliver? Syngenta's Pacific Northwest seed treatments provide proven protection against the broad range of seedling diseases and pests. Cruiser Insecticide offers control of aphids along with the vigor effect, coupled with Vibrance fungicide rooting power, and now Viantis fungicide seed treatment to reinforce your Pythium protection. Syngenta seed treatments encourage plants to develop stronger root systems for improved performance and higher yield potential. To learn more, contact your local seed supplier. Always read and follow label instructions. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips to help you bag a trophy or a limit. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. we got Mark Holyoke on the line. He is the Director of Communications with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They are based in Missoula, and we are giving you a Western Montana show this week, so this is very appropriate. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, it's always good to be with you, John. So I've got a question. The Visitor Center, which I love to visit anytime I'm near Missoula, it's not open right now. It's closed. What's going on, and when is it going to oh. reopen again? This has been a pain in the rear. Uh, It really has been. I don't want to say we're cursed, but it's a combination of things. First of all, we had a sprinkler pipe break in our building. This was before COVID, and so we went through and flooded out the back half of the building, you know, where the offices are. And so we took all of our office furniture and we loaded it up in the front half in the visitor center. And then some work was done, and we were just getting back on track. And then COVID hit and then shut us down. And then as we were coming out, Another pipe broke in our building and flooded us again, and so we had to revamp everything. And then at that point, they said, you know what? It's been a while since we've given the the visitor center an upgrade, and so that's what's going on. We planned to open uh, two months ago and then a month ago, but we, like everyone else, are dealing with these supply chain issues. And so we're hoping to be open 
the middle of October. We have our fingers crossed and our toes crossed. That's the goal. But when people come, it'll be a little bit different experience than before. We've got some of our partners are actually going to have a retail space oh. um, inside the visitor center. So Browning, Everly Stock, Kennetrek, Montana Knife Company, Loophold. I mean, you can find some of their products scattered through various big box stores, so to speak, but we'll have their stuff along with RMEF gear in the visitor center, along with just some new displays as well. So we're really looking forward to it. We can't wait till it happens. If anybody shows up right now, we have had the Great Elk Tour, which is our, our mobile conservation unit parked out front, and people don't usually get to see that in Missoula just because it's always on the road somewhere. So we're trying to do what we can to spread the word, and we're trying to keep patient. Okay, well, fair enough, and, and sorry I missed out this time, but next time I will make it a point to drop in. Let's talk about some of the recent successes that the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has had when it comes to habitat and conservation in the greater Northwest. Understand you've sprinkled over a million dollars in the state of Washington. What's this all about? Well, this is something we do every year. We, we have for years, not just in the Northwest, but across elk country where you find wild, free-ranging elk. I think it's 28 different states. And, and we also put money on the ground in other states that don't have elk to help out hunting heritage efforts and, and conservation outreach. But yeah, I guess just over the last couple of months and more recently, RMEF and its partners combined to put a million dollars on the ground in Washington. Uh, if you want to go beyond that, 2.1 million in Idaho, 3.6 in Montana, and 6 million in Wyoming. Wow. And we, we've done the same in Oregon up in the Northwest. I don't have those figures in front of me, but that's the kind of work that we do, that we put it on the ground. And then we were able to carry out projects like prescribed burning, like forest thinning, noxious weed treatments, fixing up fencing, making it wildlife friendly, repairing or installing new wildlife water guzzlers or water developments, fixing up springs, all those kinds of things that, that not only help elk, uh, but that help other critters that are out there as well. And then when it helps them, then there's more opportunity for those who like to get out and hunt as well. So those are kind of hitting the high notes of some of the things that we've done recently, but uh, it's an ongoing, always changing, always conserving model for us. And we're just, we're just trying to spread and do the, the most work we can. And we really rely on so many partners to make that happen, state agencies, uh, U.S. Forest Service, Bureau of Land Management, and others. What other projects are coming up in the greater Northwest that our listeners should know about? Well, we've had three priority land conservation and access projects this year that we're focused on. One was in Wyoming, and this one's closed already. And so it's, it's between Casper and Laramie, near the Southern Laramie Range. It's called the Mule Creek Project. And so we went in there and we were able to acquire a 6,600-acre chunk of elk country Year-round elk range, habitat for mule deer, pronghorn, other species. It links about 38,000 acres of contiguous state and federal lands. And that's important when, you know, animals are trying to cross the landscape and go back and forth and have good habitat and those kind of things. So, so that's one, and that one's done. Um, and then we're looking to, we're working on a long-term ownership plan there. So our goal is to convey that to a public agency. But either way, we'll work to, to get access opened up there. Uh, another one is in Montana. There was actually a vote uh, October 17th by the state land board. They're going to vote on what's called the Big Snowy Mountains Project. This is in Golden Valley County. It's between Billings and Lewistown. If approved, RMF will purchase and open access to 5,600 acres of land, convey it to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. And they've already said that they'll turn it into the Big Snowy Mountains Wildlife Management Area. And this is in an area where access is difficult. So this would be a big win for hunters and especially wildlife managers because elk are above objective. And if you can't get access, it's hard to keep those numbers in check. 
So that's to come. And then the other one is, it's a two-phase project. It's the Minam River acquisition in Northeast Oregon. So last year, late last year, we closed on phase one, which is 4,600 acres, and that conserved an open access to all that land and conveyed it to the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. Phase two, we're looking to close next year. We're, we're fundraising for it right now. That would cover another 11,000 acres, and it would serve as a gateway to the Willowa Mountains. It would link the Minam River Wildlife Area, the Minam State Recreational Area, and then back there also is that big Eagle Cap Wilderness, 316,000 acres. So massive public access opportunities for hunting, fishing, hiking, just whatever you want to do. And, and again, that's, that's a big shout out to our partners at ODFW and Manulife Investment Management's Timberland Business, that which used to be called Hancock Natural Resource Group. Folks up in that part of the country know that. So it's a two-phase project. Hope to close it next year. We continue to raise funds, and we're excited about those projects, and we have lots of smaller ones going on all over as well. Mark, as always, I am impressed by the work that the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation does to not only conserve habitat, but open up public access, too. And, folks, if you want to get in on this, it's easy to do. Just go to rmef.org. That's the website for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, rmef.org, and join. And not only can you help out, you can also enter a couple of giveaways, too, including the chance to hunt with Randy Newberg or, or go to the rodeo in Las Vegas this December. The website, again, rmef.org. Consider joining this great organization, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Mark, thanks, as always, for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Hey, thank you, John. It's always fun to do more conservation work. Another place to visit in western Montana, not too far from Missoula, is Traveler's Rest State Park. Located in Lolo, it's now on its winter hours. The Visitor Center Museum is open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. from Wednesday through Sunday. And as you might expect, it will also be closed on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and New Year's Day. But if you go, you'll be treated to the site of an archaeological dig that verified that the Lewis and Clark expedition camped at this area. Today, you can actually see artifacts and relics from the expedition, as well as items from the Native Americans that have used this place as a camping area for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. It's a fascinating look back in time. There's a nice interpretive trail to walk, and you've got a crick running through there, too. Makes for a great stop during a day's drive. Find out more about Traveler's Rest State Park through the Montana State Parks website. Stick around. We've got more of Montana coming your way on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. 
Located in the northeast corner of Oregon, Wallowa County offers a unique destination rich in natural beauty and outdoors recreation. Enjoy the clear waters of Wallowa Lake. Take a tram to the top of Mount Howard for million-dollar views. Hike or ride into the Eagle Cap Wilderness and fish or raft the Wallowa and Grand Ronde Rivers. It's all waiting for you in beautiful Wallowa County. Plan your visit today at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. It's that time again. It's time for another Max Minute, brought to you every week by Max Lure. With us again, Bob Loomis. Bobby, welcome back. Thank you, John. Let's talk walleye fishing. Let's talk walleye lures and regional preferences. Uh, We were talking off the air that you have one lure in particular that sells very well back east for anglers who are using it on lakes like Mille Lacs and Lake Erie, but it doesn't sell nearly as well here in the Northwest. Go ahead and tell us more. Well, you know, John, every area is a little bit different. The reason that the Midwest, East, they like to fish a lot of pill float type stuff is because of the fact you're fishing shallower water, weedier water. Versus out here, we we are fishing a little bit deeper impoundments, deeper water in the Columbia, uh, less weeds, you know, you name it. So you have a number of little uh, differences But when it comes to this time of the year, when those fish want to start going on the feed bag, going to larger profile baits, like we talked about, you know, previously for trout, when it starts getting cooler and those fish know that, you know, all the bait's going to go away, that means you got to eat everything you got to eat. Going to larger baits works extremely well. And one of the best ones that I like to fish this time of the year is the cha-cha crawler. The cha-cha crawler is a two-pill float. Most of the pill floats are high UV with a smile blade and a crawler harness setup, and they work fantastically well because of that larger profile, fishing it when the water starts getting colder. So whether you're fishing the Columbia River or Fort Peck Reservoir or some of the other impoundments in Wyoming and Montana and Oregon and Washington that hold walleye, consider the cha-cha crawler the next time you go fishing this October. And I bet you you're going to catch a bunch of walleye in the process. Look for the cha-cha crawler at sporting goods stores near you or online anytime at maxlure.com. Wally pop, wally pop, oh wally, 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 wally pop, wally pop, oh wally, 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 wally pop, wally pop, oh wally, 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 wally pop. Sweeter than a crawler on two hooks, spinning smile blade all the time. Fill the two percent to catch those fish and walleye, you're mine. It's the Wally Pop, only from Max Lure. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. 
You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are broadcasting from St. Regis, Montana today. We're actually at the Clark Fork Trout Fly Shop and Guide Service talking to one of the co-owners, Peggy Temple. Peggy, it's great to see you again. Hi, good to see you too. You know, usually I see you and your husband, Steve, at the Bighorn Show in Spokane every year. This is the first time I've ever actually been able to stop by your shop. I love your little shop here. Yeah, it's um, just a small little place, but we try and carry everything you would need if you're over here fishing and forget something, break something, just want to get something new, come in and ask for advice. So it's just a kind of smaller, low-key, but useful. Absolutely. Well, I am here to ask for advice. I'm going to be fishing some of your area rivers, and I think some other people might want to come out and fish these area rivers too during the month of October. So let's break down the three. You are Clark Fork Trout, so let's start with the Clark Fork. That's the big one here. How does it fish in October? It usually fishes really well. Fall fishing is a lot of our favorite time to fish. The Browns are spawning. They're running up the river. So they're coming out. We've been catching more and more of them as the fall's been going on. And all of the fish are hungry now after the warm weather during the summer. So it's usually really, really good, enjoyable fishing. And it's cooled off. So you're not so hot either. So it's a great time to come fishing. So obviously one way to do this is to book a trip through your guide service. Another way to do this is to haul over a raft or pontoon boat and do it yourself. And a third way is to just walk and wade. There's several access sites on the Clark Fork right around here, isn't there? There is. There's uh, the confluence with the St. Regis River. There's some campgrounds that you can get in and walk quite a ways up and down the river. And then there's also it, like the Cascade Boat Launch. You can get in and walk quite a ways up and down the river from there also. What other species of trout are you finding here besides the brown trout? We have mostly cutthroat and rainbows, and then you get that hybrid, the cut bows. So we'll catch a lot of those. And uh, the rainbows, we're just catching some really nice big ones just yesterday. So Really? How big were they? Well, let's see. The fisherman's story or the true story? Uh, either choice is yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were probably a good 20, 22. Well, that's a really good fish. And how big are the cutthroat and the brown trout on average? On average, we're probably getting probably a 15, 16 inches an average size. Then you'll get the larger ones. That, that 2022, that's, that's getting to be a nice picture fish. I'll tell you what, living in Washington State, you give me a 15, 16 incher all day and I'm going to be a happy man. So that's definitely worth fishing for. Let's talk about the flies that you'd recommend people use this time of year. And this time of year, if we keep in with the warm weather, we're still on hoppers. They're still kind of out there. The, the, bigger bites for the fish. They're trying to fatten up for winter. And then also go back to your mayflies, purple haze, adams. And also we were starting to see some of the succubas out. All right. Let's turn to another river. As I was driving down I-90, starting at Haugen and coming towards St. Regis, I can see the St. Regis River. Pretty skinny, pretty shallow. Does it hold any fish this time of year? It does. It's a nice little fishery up in there. It does close at the end of November, so be aware of that. And it doesn't open up again till pretty much the end of May. But this fall fishing is good because the browns will tend to run up into there to spawn. Interesting. So we're talking some sizable brown trout then. You can get some nice sizable brown trout out of there when they come up. I fished there once before, caught some cutthroat. They were on the smaller side, but I wasn't surprised because the stream's pretty small too. Uh, Are you basically going down in size on the St. Regis? 
Basically, normally you are. It's kind of that smaller fishery up in there, the ones that do travel up. But it's really a nice little walk and wade and scenic, and it's just a wonderful little river to go and fish. And lots of places to access it too, folks. So that is a nice thing about the St. Regis. Got to talk about one more. We've never talked about this one before. Up by Paradise, about, what, 24 miles away, you've got the confluence of the Clark Fork and the Flathead River. And I've, I've never asked about the Flathead before. Is that a trout stream or something else? The Flathead, when it comes into the Clark Fork, because it's still called the Clark Fork even after they come together, it changes fishery from there. It ceases to really be the trout-only fishery. It gets into pike and bass and the warm water species as it gets further down. Interesting. Well, are we talking largemouth or smallmouth bass here? Uh, smallmouth bass. Some nice ones. I was going to ask if there's any size to them. What's the average fish, like 12 inches? Probably about that, maybe a little bit larger. We had one customer was like within a third of an inch of the record, the state record. So there's Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. You've got me hooked on this and you just happen to have a fly that is perfect for those smallmouth bass. Why don't you go ahead and describe it to our listeners? Well, this is a fly that we have a longtime friend who had had it tied because he loved to go bass fishing. And it's a bear, basically a white bunny fly with a little bit of red and some sparkle into it. And the bass love it. Oh, I can see why. I mean, that looks like a definite bass catching lure. Does that catch pike as well? I think it will. Um, I would think so too. Yeah. I, and, and the pike, are they the little ones or do you get some fairly sizable pike up there? They will get some fairly sizable pike. We have some people come back and they're probably poundage, I'm not sure, but probably looking at 25, 30 inches. They're good size pike. Interesting. And do you have clients that specifically ask to go on fly fishing trips on that portion of the flathead for bass and pike? Not so much pike, but we will get people who want to do bass. We'll do the lower stretch, which you can fish for about two-thirds of the day for trout up on the main Clark Fork. And then once you hit that confluence area, then they start fishing for bass. And that is a lot of fun because usually if you find one, then you find the whole group. Well, I'll tell you what, I am heading up there right now. So, folks, if you want to head on out to western Montana around St. Regis, as you just heard, lots of opportunities for you during the month of October and well into November, too. Very good trout fishing, some bass fishing, some pike fishing. If you want to book a trip, go to ClarkForkTrout.com. That's ClarkForkTrout.com. And check out the classes that Peggy puts on, especially if you are a female angler and want to learn more about fly fishing. She'll have a number of those for you next year. And drop by and see at the Bighorn Show. They'll be back next year as well. Thanks as always, Peggy. You're welcome. Thanks for coming by. This portion of the show was brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafood. This is the company that catches premium wild Alaskan salmon, halibut, cod, rockfish, and more out of the cold waters of Alaska. They handle them with care and they deliver them right to your door. And when I say premium, I mean premium. We're talking Copper River sockeye salmon, coho salmon, and king salmon. And if you can't decide what you want, well, consider getting the Copper River Bundle. This would be a great item for your family or for yourself. It includes two Copper River sockeye portions, both six ounces, perfect meal size, two Copper River coho portions, 
four Copper River sockeye patties. If you want some salmon burgers, one Copper River sockeye chop, a pound of that. One Copper River sockeye smoked salmon spread. This is delicious. I've had this. And one Copper River sockeye lox. Perfect for the bagels. You can order this at senasea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A.com. And if you use the promo code Outdoors Radio, you get 10% off your order, too. The shipping for the Copper River Bundle is absolutely free, and it'll be delivered right to your door or to the door of another family member or friend that you really want to impress or just surprise with some of the best-tasting seafood they'll ever eat. Again, order the Copper River Bundle at cenasea.com. That's cenasea.com. Come to Oregon's Wallowa County for outdoors adventure. Hike, ride, paddle, fish, or sightsee to your heart's content. And then visit one of our wonderful towns, whether it be Joseph with its beautiful bronze statues, our county seat in Enterprise, or one of our charming small towns like Wallowa, Imnaha, or Troy, where you can eat, shop, and sleep before continuing your adventure the next day. Plan your visit now at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Are you looking for a game changer to help you catch more trout, kokanee, and salmon? No problem. Just tie on Max Crip Lure. Cast it or troll it. Either way, its specially designed ring chamber emits a low-frequency vibration with its erratic movement. It will catch more fish and make them strike. Better still, the different colors for the lure can be matched to just about any fishery. Look for the Crip Lure from Max Lure Company at a sporting goods store near you or go online at maxlure.com. Next up on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we got Trey Karskin on the line with the Lachlan Trade Shows. Not only does he help put together some great shows throughout the Northwest, but he's an avid fisherman, and he's been out at Buoy 10. Now, I know a lot of folks are heading further up the Columbia into the Gorge and up to Hanford Reach, but Trey, I understand that the fishing's still very good at the mouth of the Columbia River. Tell us more. Well, I've been making a point of spending my time down there. I didn't bail out when they reopened it in move up river, um, even though there was much better fishing up river, you know, you know, earlier in the week, we weren't marking many fish at all. Water temperatures were in the mid to upper 60s, you know, on, on the low tide, so when it was pulling that river water down, and, uh, you know, fished there again later in the week, and those fish had moved in. We hooked a couple. We didn't land any, but we sure marked a bunch, and uh, there's fish in the system, no doubt about it. I don't know what it's going to take to kind of turn them on because the water temperature has come down. It was in the high 50s. But don't give up on buoy 10. Not only is there some exceptional crabbing, you know, there's been a molt here recently. So further in October, those crab ought to be in a little better shape. But some of the best fishing of the year is going to be, I think, in mid-October. We're going to be down there for a week in mid-October taking advantage of it. And the thing that's remarkable is you drive right to the head of the launch, you launch, uh, there's no traffic, and the fishing can be really fantastic down there. And we'll fish, um, you know, whole herring little uh, green label uh, that, that we rig whole and spinners, and they'll get on one of them, that's for sure. Is it all coho at this time of year, or there's still a few fall kings mixed in? 
You know, for me, as long as I've been fishing it, which has been you know, longer than I want to admit, you don't find many kings in October. I, I can't remember the last one that I hooked. We did land a king, a small one, early in the week that we put back, of course. But that's really unusual to, to see that. And it was actually uh, jack size. So below tongue point, the state considers those feeders, not jacks. When they move above tongue point, they become a jack salmon, jack chinook. But yeah, very, very uh, rare, but, but not, you know, it does happen on occasion. But what, what you will find is the further you get into October, the size of the coho will be, you know, pretty impressive. You'll find them in the low to middle teens and even a few that are getting up around that 20-pound mark. We did have reports not too long ago that, you know, this was a few weeks and right before the closure that there was a whole bunch of silvers out, out in the ocean. And not only did they staged right off the mouth, but they were also uh, 15, 20 miles out. In fact, the tuna guys were, were getting them on a pretty uh, regular basis. So we're expecting those fish to move in through most of the month of October. And I tell you, I, I mean, trust your fish finder and what you're seeing. There's, again, a week ago, it was just dead. There was nothing there right after they reopened it. And, you know, end of this week, it looks like the fish have moved in. It's just, you know, figuring out how to get them to bite. But they're there. And the water temperatures are really conducive to catching. Well, coho and crab in October near Buoy 10 sounds like a recipe for a great time to me. Uh, let's change subjects because I know you're very busy this weekend with the Tacoma Fall RV Show that's taking place at the Tacoma Dome. It's running through Sunday the 9th. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Well, it's Washington's largest fall RV show. Without a doubt, the best selection of RVs in the state is going to be not only on display, but for sale. Uh, refreshed inventories with dealers, uh, they're ready to go. And it's all here, John. It's motorhomes, campers, travel tra- trailers of all sizes and descriptions, toy haulers, fifth wheels. No matter you know what your budget is or your application, you're going to find the RV of your dreams at this show. They make it easy to own. BECU is our presenting sponsor. They're offering on-site financing for members. And you know we have travel trailers that can be towed by a car or a small SUV all the way up to the big diesel pushers. Those are the Class A motorhomes. I will say that you know this overlanding thing is really caught on, and that is uh, folks that kind of go off the beaten path and they're using these Class Bs, or you know we used to call them van conversions, but uh, we're going to have probably the best display of Class Bs for sale at the show that we've ever seen. And that's pretty refreshing because they've been tough to come by. And certainly, if you're in the market for a travel trailer, there won't be any better place to go. You won't find a better collection, a better selection, and more inventory. Literally hundreds of travel trailers will be at this show. You won't find it anywhere here, probably in the West. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you are in the market for an RV or a trailer, sounds like this is a can't-miss event. Again, it's running through Sunday at the Tacoma Dome. It's the Tacoma Fall RV Show. Head on down there. What's the website folks can go to to find out the hours and such? TacomaFallRVShow.com. That's TacomaFallRVShow.com. Check out the ticket prices, the hours. Head on down there and see if this is the weekend you're going to get yourself that RV or trailer, or just go ahead and trailer up the boat, head down to Buoy 10 for some crab and coho. Either way, sounds like a lot of fun is waiting for you this weekend and in the month of October. Thanks for sharing this with us today, Trey. My pleasure, John. Thank you so much.
Continuing near the mouth of the Columbia River, if you are a razor clam aficionado, you're probably a little frustrated. Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife had to cancel the first round of razor clam digs for the end of September, and the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, well, they canceled razor clam digs on the north coast and the famous Clatsop beaches prior to the October 1st opening. The reason? Domoic acid. It's a marine toxin which, ingested in quantity, can actually paralyze or kill you. You don't want to eat shellfish with high levels of domoic acid. We ran across this issue a couple of years ago, and it took several months for the toxin levels to decline enough that they were safe to eat. The good news is, is that in Washington state, those toxin levels Well, they declined enough in a very short time that razor clamors were able to go out again in early October. Not the case so far in Oregon, but hopefully we'll see the same situation there. If you want to keep updated on the situation, check your respective state fish and wildlife website. Look for the shellfish page and look for any emergency declarations or news that may be affecting razor clamming digs where you want to go. There is one bright note, though. According to the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, the population of razor clams is very robust this year. And this follows a great year last year, too. I suspect it'll be the same on the north coast of Oregon. So when those clams are safe to eat, get on out there, dig some up. They make for some great chowder. Heading from the coast inland to southeast Idaho, you'll probably be surprised to know that the Idaho Department of Fish and Game is continuing to stock trout in area lakes. As a matter of fact, during the month of October, they're going to be releasing over 113,000 catchable-sized rainbow trout. In their words, this is no trick, it's all a treat. If you're wondering what some of those places are, they include Bannock Reservoir, Foster Reservoir, Glendale Reservoir, the Snake River at Shelley, Treasureton Reservoir, the Bear River, the Portnuff River above Lava Hot Springs, Springfield Lake, Blackfoot Reservoir, and American Falls Reservoir, along with several smaller ponds, too. The biggest plants will take place during the last week of October at American Falls Reservoir, where 41,000 trout will be released, and Blackfoot Reservoir, where 30,000 trout will be released. If you're looking for big plants that have already occurred... The Snake River at Shelley is probably the place to go because over 27,000 trout were released there. If you want to find out about more waterways planted by Idaho Fish and Game, just go to their website, look for the news page, and you'll find all the information there. Stick around, we've got more of the outdoors coming your way to include your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week and your chance to win a $25 gift card from America's Premier Outfitter. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com.
The Dalton, in Oregon is your base camp for fishing fun. Reel in big salmon, tangle with steelhead, bass, and walleye, or wrestle a monster sturgeon to the boat. After the day is done, you'll find a variety of lodging options around town. Plan your fishing getaway today at explorethedals.com. That's explorethedals.com. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips to help you bag a trophy or a limit. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. But before we get to that, I've got to tell you about the great hunt sale going on now and running through the 16th at your Sportsman's Warehouse stores. Whether you are after rifles and shotguns or optics like spotting scopes, maybe optics from Loophold, one of the best companies out there, camping gear, clothing, knives, footwear, game calls, camp cooking wear, and more. The place to go is the same, your local Sportsman's Warehouse store. There's over 125 of them around the nation. Good many of them are located right here in the greater Northwest. So drop on by a store near you or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. We've been spending a lot of time in Montana during this show, so it seems appropriate. Your trivia question of the week is about Montana. It is known as the Treasure State, and it actually has not one, but two state stones. One of the stones I'm going to tell you about is not Montana's state stone, so you have to guess which one that is. Here's your choices for which one is not Montana's state stone. Is it the sapphire? Is it the agate? Or is it a nugget of gold? If you think you know the answer, you know what to do. Contact us through our website at northwesternoutdoors.com. Shoot us an email and let us know which of these three is not one of Montana's two official state stones. You can also do the same thing through our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Just like and follow the page. Look for the post thread. If it's not posted yet, just shoot me a message. And again, let me know. Which of the stones that I'm mentioning here is not one of Montana's state stones? Your choices, again, are the sapphire, the agate, and a nugget of gold. One lucky person who guesses right, and the answer may surprise you, will win a $25 gift card from America's premier outfitter, Sportsman's Warehouse. 
On that note, we have got to go, but I'd like to thank our great guests, Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Peggy Temple at Clark Fork Trout in St. Regis, Trey Carskadin with O'Loughlin Trade Shows, as well as our recurring guests, Bob Loomis and David Sparks. We actually made one more stop while we were in western Montana. That was at the Bison Range. Had an incredible experience there, photographing all sorts of wildlife, and we will tell you about that next week. So until that time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.